Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint. It's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration. Especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and returning, pretty much as always, is my guy, Akil, here to break down some playoffs, some NBA second-round playoffs. Akil, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good, man. Um, Where do you want to start? You want to start with Philly? Yeah, we can get into that, man. All right, let's go with the process. Last night, the process um, took on the the injury reserve. The I don't know, I don't know something. There's some type of pun about injuries out there with the Boston Celtics. But anyways, oh, yeah, uh, they took on the Boston Celtics and they lost um, by what was it, sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they lost. Man, I have something. Go go ahead, man. I'll just I'll just let you get into it because I was really just kind of um I I really wasn't going anywhere with it. I was gonna toss it to you. All in right, a moment. cool. Uh, I don't know what it is with Brad Stevens, man, but the more injured his roster gets, the better. Like the better this team plays. Like it's I don't get it. Shit. Like lose Khalid, like lose Kyrie Irving, like um. Why'd I just call Jalen Brown Khalid? But, okay, they're the same human being. Anyways. <laughs> oh, wow. I just um, noticed that. I thought you meant Gordon Hayward for some reason. And then I was like, okay, uh, I just put that put that all together. Wow. That is hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, lose Gordon Hayward, too. I forgot about him. Like, they just keep winning. Like, and I wish Coach of the Year was honestly based a little bit into the playoffs, but it never is. Why don't they this change? Dude's... Okay, can I, can I have a quick rant? It's, it's I don't know why they quick. don't change it. I think they should include playoffs. They really should. They playoffs should. matter more than the regular season. Blah, blah, blah. I get that because this dude keeps finding ways to wins with, like, D-League guys on his roster. Not really. No offense to you guys. 
Uh, Terry Rozier, aka Mr. Untouchable, apparently is really Mr. Untouchable, and there's a reason. It's just been for all of this really to is. happen. Like, for this dude to go between his legs and basically fall down and throw a lob up to Marcus Morris. Like, yeah, yeah man, they're playing insane offensively. Defensively, these dudes have been amazing. Um, I don't know God. if this is... I don't know if this has been bad Philly, though, because they couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Like, yeah, I don't know if true. this... Like, they shot 5 for 26 from 3, and yeah. Terry Rozier by himself shot 7 for 9. So, yeah, it seems like it seems like there's going to be more of a balance. Like, like it, it was weird watching that game because it, it it it's hard, especially off of a game one, not to overreact because I yeah. was coming in. I'm coming into this series expecting Philly to win because I I could understand why Boston would beat Milwaukee. I picked Milwaukee, but I understood it. Boston won because Boston just had great coaching and. You know, like you said, they, they're a team that steps up. Uh, but I thought Philly, with Philly having another coach of the year candidate in my eyes, Brett Brown, a really good coach, plus two, the the two best players on the floor in Simmons and Embiid, I would assume that Philly would have won this series and won it pretty handily. But to get smacked by 16 in game one, again, it's hard not to overreact, especially when you look at things like Terry Rozier, going seven of nine from three and the Philadelphia 76ers who have been a good three point shooting team in the playoffs so far. So all of a sudden going five of 26. Um, so I think that I think there's a little bit of regression from both. Um, plus I do think there is a night and day difference between Boston at home versus Boston on the road. And the reason that I have that theory is because you look at these players like Terry Rozier and all that, who are who are essentially role players and Marcus Smart who was hitting threes last night. Like we never you if history has taught us anything, it's never trust a Marcus Smart three. So wait, didn't last year the dude hit like nine threes against the Cavs? Something like that, dude. It, it doesn't. So like basically, you're credited to get one of those games every playoff series. We only had a ton of threes. Like yeah, I think that's the status quo. But yeah. a side note on Marcus Smart. Like, uh, there was, like, an all-NBA team of guys you never want to play against, but you'd always want on your team. Like, Pat Beverly, Marcus Smart, Draymond Green, or, like, all those guys. Like, Marcus Smart's so good. Like, he does every little thing that never shows up in a stat sheet for your team to win basketball games. Yeah. And he's, like, one of the grittiest dudes of all time. He's an all-time high competitor. And he really just, like, wants to win. And... He Brad Stevens really unlocked him as far as what he is as a basketball player for this team, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So role players like Marcus Smart, um, these are guys who play a lot better at home. And because um, this Boston team, now that it's lost its stars in Kyrie and Hayward and even Brown, it's um, they're relying more on role players. And so there's nights when... The, at home, this Boston team has looked unbeatable in a crazy way. Like, last night, they just looked like... I mean, watching that game for all 48 minutes, I was look the, the entire time, it just looked like Boston was the better team, didn't it? Yeah. And... I, they were the better coach team. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they're the better coach team. But 
they looked like they were just overall they were just a better team like it looked like it looked like after that first game that this is wasn't going to be a series but again it's it's i can't trust boston because boston dropped three on the road to they dropped all three on the road to milwaukee um so i think i think i do think they find a way to learn from that and move on i really do boston yeah so are you so are you rolling with boston in this series I don't want to go that far, but right. <laughs> I think they could find a way to win one on the road. Yeah. And if they do win one on the road, I do think they have a really good chance of winning this series. Well, Dude, Bo- it's just that Boston, yeah. Boston and, has home court advantage anyways. They don't really need to win on the road. That's true. So even if so, but I mean, ideally, so ideally, you're saying they just yes. have to win all four at yeah. home. Yeah, ideally you, you think it's win. going seven. No, I'm. I'm just saying. Ideally, you want. Um, I'm ideally, just... every team wants to snag one on the other court. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. No, but uh, the one thing I was gonna say. Sorry if I'm jumping around too much. Um, Jason Tatum doesn't look like a rookie in any of these games. None, dude. Jason Tatum. Okay, Jason Tatum's been the one player outside of Al Horford and Terry Rozier, actually. So outside of those two. That have that have looked consistently good this entire playoffs for Boston. Like these guys looked amazing. Like yes. yeah, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Yeah, all three of them have looked phenomenal. And also a big uh, uh, shout out to Shane Larkin off the bench because he's been playing really well. Yep. Um. Again, that how predictable was it to say Shane Larkin playing well off the bench? Well, in the playoffs. Like, and I understand coaching is really hard in the NBA, but Brad Stevens makes coaching look easy. Like he does. It's like unfair. Like if I'm sorry if this dude doesn't win coach of the year, I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I completely think though that uh I think that playoffs should have some type of an impact in coaching of the year. Because oh, the yeah. coaching job I think he's all done awards should in my yeah. I'm with that. Like, the coaching job this dude's done, like, from here on out in the playoffs to lose basically your top two guys, top three guys now, and say, hey, win me games, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, coming into this series, I thought, okay, Philly's got this in, like, five. Yeah. But now it's like, wow. Like, again, it's hard not to overreact, but... But also, like... This is the other thing to that. That's my point. It's not hard to overreact because it's like, realistically, like, is Dario Sarge going to shoot 0 for 4 again? Is Robert Roko going to shoot 0 for 4? Is JJ Reddick going to shoot 2 for 7? Is Ilya Sovi going right. to shoot 0 for 3? Marco Bellinelli going to shoot 1 for 6? God, that's atrocious. Is Ben Simmons going to be less of an impact? Yeah. He God, he was game. minus 21. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's actually that makes me want to throw up a but little bit. But beat at thirty one. Yeah, and he was still beatable in my eyes. <laughs> but he's still like minus ten. But yeah. like, I mean, well, all these guys are gonna be minus because they got blown the fuck out. But anyways, yeah. anyways, anyways. Um, what do you think are the adjustments, real quickly, before we move on to the next series? What are the adjustments Philly has to make, or do you think it was just a game where it was simply Philly didn't hit the threes they normally hit? And I think it's the ones they didn't. They normally. I miss. think defensively they have to be a lot sharper, but yeah. offensively I think everything will take care of itself. I think like, they got to figure out Horford. Horford looked 
phenomenal yesterday. He night. looked like a god yesterday. Yeah, he looked he really playing. good. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm with that. Um, the series is still a toss up. I do want to see what happens when Boston plays a flat even Philly team, one that doesn't shoot eighteen percent from three. Yeah. Um, if that number bumped up to thirty or thirty five, I want to see how they play that too. If they win that game, I would be very tempted to say Boston wins the series in six or seven. Yep, I'm with you. Um, all right. and you know who I'm not tempted to say that'll win this next series, but I still think they have a chance. The Toronto Raptors. Yes, hit that transition. Hit that transition. Okay, Toronto Raptors. All right, if we were to just totally remove names and just look at numbers. Dude, this is – okay, can I go on a rant really quick? Yeah, go ahead, because I think you're going where I'm going. <laughs> like, I, I really do think I am because we're really good at this at this point because we've been doing this for so long. Like, if Toronto wasn't Toronto and they just were this random basketball team, like, they should win this series. Yeah. Like, there's no way that Cleveland should hang around with this team. Like, none at all. There's no way. There's just, like, this mental, like, owning that LeBron has over this Toronto team where it's just, like, it's, like, it's, like, um, I just said it's, like, so many times. But it's, like, when uh Jordan finally had to beat uh, the Bad Boy Pistons, right? Yeah. It was, like, that wall that you can never get over, and it's just, like, it's just like the Pistons like mentally owned him. It was just like mentally he couldn't like you just couldn't deal with it. And it's kind of like LeBron with basically every team in the East, honestly, but especially this Toronto Raptors team, yes. where like it's just like you can't get over that hump. It's just like it's just impossible for them. Like, but this year is a year for them to do it. And honestly, I really think they have a chance. But also, a part of me is just like shit, dude. It's like they're going up against LeBron James. Right? Like, it's like, it's like, again, what I was going to say is if you remove Toronto's name and if you remove Cleveland's name and if you remove, or not even Cleveland's name, if you just, rem- if you just changed LeBron James's name, you would say, okay, Toronto's winning this series. I'm with that. And this is right. my thing, too. Like, you needed a 45 point, 13 assist, seven, I mean, 13 around seven assist game to barely scrape by a decently okay Indiana Pacers basketball team. Right. And you need your bench to show up for one game. Like, I don't know. Like, you also need Tristan Thompson to be an NBA player again. Oh, Tristan Robin showed up. Shout out to that. Um, (laughs) man, but, uh, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just. It, Are we really gonna thing. do this again? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really, truthfully, I want to go with my gut. Keeps telling me this is the year Toronto does it. But my gut, the thing is, my head's telling me like Raptors got this. What? Then my guts like don't bet against LeBron, especially against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got um. Yeah, I had a mixed around. Yeah, you're right. I'm with you. I'm the exact same way. It's it's the head is look the the logistic of it is that Toronto should win this series, but they have LeBron, and so I'm picking the Cavs, and I'm just gonna pick them in seven, just like because I really just don't know what else to expect at this point, and you know I think I think look I think the day LeBron goes down in the Eastern conference. Like I, I think you have to keep picking LeBron until, until you, and that's the happens. other thing. I, I'm never going to pick so LeBron stupid if you get it wrong. 
I'm not going to pick LeBron losing in the East until I physically see him lose in the East. Yeah. And maybe the next year after that, I still want to pick it because I think that's a fluke. Right. That's just you. where I'm at with them. But honestly, I'm I'm with you on this one. I am Cavs in seven. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so Toronto, though, um, they don't have... Let, let, okay, so let's let's get out of like the whole like hypothetical, you know, like the Toronto Cleveland the narrative aspect of it. Let's just get into the basketball of it. Toronto has nobody that can guard Cleveland, but they have what four of the five best players in this series, right? Or yeah, four of the six best players in this series, depending Ooh, on where Toronto loves at. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a resounding advantage. It is. Um, DeRozan, DeRozan, and uh, Lowry's looked well. He's looked well in the playoffs so far. No, no shakiness, right? He had an air ball three in game one where I was like, uh oh. It was like right as I turned on the game two, so I was like, oh wow, this is still going. This is still a thing. But then, uh, but then he settled down. So. Um, yeah, Toronto looks better than they have. And I think, I think Toronto understands that this is their moment, uh, or that this is, this is the shot you take. This is, this is the time, um, to really go all in. And, um, this is a, this is where you finally see, you finally drawn blood against LeBron. Now you're trying to see if you can finish it off and get the kill. Um, sorry to use such a graphic analogy, but I don't know. That's just, no, I'm with that. That comes in. Um, but yeah, it's just Cleveland. Who does, who does Cleveland really need most in this series? Is it Kevin Love? Is it just Kevin Love being a stretch five? Because that, that Kevin Love stretch five lineup has always destroyed Toronto. So that to me is what, well, that's my thing. I think Dwayne Casey, I think sometimes they might use, uh, I don't think. They're going to play Valanchunas a lot as much, I think. Because I don't, they don't use this lineup a lot, but the thing that I could flash back to, um, did you watch a lot of that 2016 Warriors Thunders? Thunder yeah. come back from the three on the Of course. Of course you did. It was one of the best series in the past six, five years, probably. Um, I think if they played Serge Ibaka at five, that kills it. Yeah, I'm with like, that. Like, it was a thing that screwed, like, Golden State's over when they go basically small ball and blitz everybody. Like, Serge Ibaka's length and his athleticism basically covers up for so much ground. Draymond couldn't do a lot of the stuff that Draymond was good at against that really slow big. Because he's still 6'11 and he has a 7-foot wingspan. He can still laterally move as well. So, like, if you do that, I feel like that basically takes care of a lot of that pick and pop advantage and sure like you don't want surge on lebron of course but like you can schematically have og back there who's a really good help side defender and some other guys to be able to try to get in his way and make their role players who can't hit a shot hit a shot yeah and like my thing is lowry and derozan whichever one is not um guarded by lebron which i think i think will be both of them for most of the game I think down the stretch they'll put LeBron on one of the two, but um, yeah. Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry they they got to be consistent for Toronto to win. To me, that's really what it comes down to. If Cleveland wins, it's got to be. If Cleveland wins, 
it's on Kevin Love to step up as well as some of the role players, but mostly Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love's got to be that 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 second guy. Um, and I know he's dealing with an injury right now, which he says isn't a factor, but I know it's a factor because it's yeah. an injury where you can't even really grip the basketball. So of course it's a factor. But um, but then with Toronto, it's Lowry and DeRozan. Like those guys have to be consistent. Like they're not winning any games. If any games where DeRozan or Lowry have like four or eight points, like those massively terrible games. I don't know if you're with me as much as like other people are, but I honestly don't know why teams just, especially with the way these role players are playing, just live with LeBron James one-on-one. Like, yeah, he wants you to double. Like, I just don't get this. Like, LeBron doesn't want to go out there and score 45 points every game. Like, he doesn't want to do that. He he really doesn't. Like, he wants to get his teammates involved, and he wants somebody to come out yeah. and double so he can kick it out to somebody. Like, just and let him play one-on-one. Stay like, home on Corver. Like, stay home on shooters. Like, if he goes off there and he gets his twos and free throws, like, let him. And the worst-case scenario is you trade twos for twos or three for twos or whatever. Like, the last thing you want is to have the J.R. Smith chip in 15 with threes, the Kevin Love to chip in 15 with threes, the Rodney Hood to chip up 15 with threes, and same with Jordan Clarkson. And and Corver, yeah. Yeah, and like all the other on, shooters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, This is a series. This is honestly the series I'm most in my own head and don't know where to go. Honestly, I'm Cavs or Raptors in seven still. I don't know yet. Yeah. Because I think, honestly, very well, the, they played Toronto. Credits to Toronto, they switched up so much of what they did. With, and I don't know, it started to happen a little bit in that first series where they could fall back into their old ways and yeah. get into the super heavy ISO offense. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. But, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a tricky I'm with... series. Yeah, know, it's so... not a tricky series. Utah. Oh. Utah-Houston? Okay, I was going to go the other one. But, yeah, let's do that. Um, Utah-Houston. Uh, Houston smacked the, the Jazz in the first game. I just uh, Can we just say sweep and call it good? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's just... I say sweeper five. Yeah, sweeper five. Sweeper five. Rubio's injury really hurts them. I think I think that could have made the a, game, a game or two The playmaking abilities for sure, too. But yeah. I think offensively... Utah just has doesn't have enough. They don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you exactly. Like, that's the thing is like, on paper this looks interesting because it's elite offense versus elite defense. But then you realize that like the elite offense of the Houston Rockets is all time, all time. So and then like, the defense is just like the defense is gonna get blitzed no matter what. Like yeah. they'll find a way to score. Yeah. And it's and, just like and Rudy Gobert's honestly unplayable when it comes into these series. Yeah, because like you ask the big to get out there and switch onto a James Harden pick and roll, and then it's just like barbecue chicken. It's exactly. disgust. And like the Rockets can score 120 points, so like congratulations, Utah. Your defense holds them to 100, but you can't get 100 points. That's the other thing. On a great night, they hold them to 100, and you still have to score 110 to win. Like <laughs> right, that's that's not gonna happen. Like exactly. they definitely. They do need some more offensive firepower, but it is a really good. It's just been a good season for Utah for sure. So it's nothing to hang their head around. It's yeah, like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell averaging twenty eight a game in the playoffs as a rookie is just. 
Co-rookie of the like, year. Come on. This is my thing. It's like they went way above their ceiling as a team, right? Like Way above. Like you're getting to the playoffs and you're getting to the second round and you're losing to an all-time great Houston Rockets team offensively. Yeah. And your best offensive player is a rookie. Like, right. if that doesn't say you have a great future here in Utah, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, Very fair point. Very fair point. You so know, with he the... could be a guy like Dwayne Wade. All right, Max. So with that, we can go to the other series. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, so Rockets and four, we're both with that. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump to Pelicans. Uh, Warriors. Pelicans, Warriors. Uh, Warriors. I just want to know, who are these people? One. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who are these people who thought that the Pelicans actually had a chance to win this series? Blog boys, as Katie would say. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag blog boys, honestly. Yeah. Like, dude, no. like, the Warriors are so good, man, and people forget about it. Like, they had this loud today's uh, regular season, and we kept saying it. It's just like, they didn't give a shit. Like, they really could have cared less. Just, like, let's get to the playoffs and we'll show people who we are now. And it's yeah. like, they're defending at an all-time high level. Like, Andre is doing the biggest fake out of, like, 2K18. Like, the <laughs> dude's, like, like, he's playing fantastic. Like, Clay Thompson's shooting very well. Defensively, they're the number one team in the NBA right now. Um offensively they're the number two team like right behind houston and they're killing everybody and then when steph gets back i think it's gonna be smooth sailing because honestly i heard he's just been i've heard he's been good for a couple of weeks here and they've just been basically resting him until it's just like hey maybe we need to get him some run until we see houston yeah because i think this series he'll get the most test from rondo like I don't think he'll get tested as much on his knee in that Houston series as much as he will in this New Orleans Pelican series. Yeah, I'm with you. Are, are you with me? Yeah. And then also, like, Draymond Green's playing the most motivated basketball I've seen him play this whole year. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a, that's a given. Like, the dude's very high on, like, competition. Like, as far as just, like, he has to have a reason to play. So when yeah. you play a bunch of unmeaningful games in, like, the middle of November, December, January, just, March. like, well, why am I out here? But, yeah. like, get it. they're a vet team. Like, they know when they have to turn it on and turn it up. And, like, they did that. And, honestly, I have to shout out. I had the biggest question, and you did, too, of who's going to guard Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have to make a big shout out to uh, Kavan Looney, because like the oh, dude, yeah. dude basically never plays basketball, and he had the highest plus minus out of everybody on the whole Warriors team. <laughs> dude, this Warriors team is so good; it's ridiculous. It's so annoying that no, like, dude, guess this, no, dude, guess this dude's plus minus, Kavan it's, Looney. Right now. It's oh, I remember you told me it's like over thirty, right? Yeah, so plus thirty four in twenty Jeez. minutes of play. That seems rather good. And honestly, he changed, like, the whole series. I don't know if you're watching that whole game. Like, Rondo was about to get a layup, and he came down, and he blocked it. And then that led to, like, a Quinn Cook run out. And then from there, they went on a 18-2 to run, and then it was pretty much ball game. Yep. So it's, like, the thing with the Warriors and, like, the Rockets in general, like, sure, they might not stay locked in for a while, 
but like they can flip the switch for about 10, 15 minutes of basketball to the point where it's just like, hey, if it's a six-point lead and you don't hit a shot here, the six-point yeah. lead becomes a 15-point lead. And then if you don't cut this 15-point lead to eight, this 15 lead becomes like a 30-point lead, and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes playing the Warriors and the Rockets, man. Um, I don't and, really have anything else to add. Um, Steph, I give when he what? comes back. What's that? How do you think Steph looks when he comes back? I think he. I think he. Um, I think it'll, it'll be like it'll be like the two years ago where I think he'll he'll have up and down moments, but um, but I think um he'll have but he'll have more ups than he will downs because this time. That year when he came back in 2016, the year the 70, 73 and nine without a ring, yeah. um, Steph wasn't actually fully healthy. This time, I think he will be fully healthy. No, he is fully healthy. They've so, just been waiting him out. Yeah. So I think. So I think when he comes back, I think there'll be the rust factor, where yeah. uh, where some night where where a couple it'll take him a couple games to get good again. But yeah. um, I think by the finals he's fine. And yeah. Shout out to the shout out to Steve Kerr really for also. Shout out to Steve Kerr for not playing JaVale and Zaza anymore to make sure Steph doesn't get injured or any main player on the Warriors team. It's just like, <laughs> don't play those two cleanses, and I'm pretty sure people on your team won't get injured. Shade. Shade. I love it. Um, Are you, you going Warriors? The, I, Warriors? I got Warriors in five. I'm giving, five. David, I'm, da- I'm giving Davis a game. This is my thing, though. Like, your one game, like, you need Davis to go for 40 and 20. And he can do it. But also, even that, I don't even think, like, they could win that game. Like, I still think no, they could I, right. lose. I, don't I think still it's think a they could lose that game. Yeah, it's not a guarantee they win if Davis goes 40. If if Davis goes even 50 and 20, I still think it's not a guarantee. Like, you need win. Davis to go 50 and 20. You need Nico to hit five threes. You need Rondo to score 10. And you need Drew Holiday to go for 30. Like, that's what you need. You need yeah. your big four, basically, to all get 30. Like, <laughs> maybe but you know what i i'll give him i'll give him one i'll give him one i just i, I but if it's a i'm sweep, with that i'm not surprised um i'm with that uh hopefully uh man we... is it just is it just me or am i not or are you not as hyped about the matchups as you were in the first round no these matchups are a lot worse yeah the only matchups I'm really interested in are Philly and are the two East ones, honestly. Yeah, I'm not. The West is going to be cakewalks. I'm more interested in the Philly, Boston, and Toronto, Cleveland, just because of the storylines. I think there's more storylines out there than there are in uh, Warriors, Pelicans, and yeah, Rockets, Houston, Jazz. Utah. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, when the series ends, we could get some. Or when these series get into the nitty gritty, and there's game three, game four, we could come back and do something. Yeah, man, we got to, and then get into some conference final stuff. Oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, man, already already looking forward to the next round. All right, man, take take us home, Chris. All right, man. Well, thank you for listening, everyone who listened to Strictly Hip Hop as always, or sorry, Strictly Hoop Talk. Um, that's the problem with having two podcasts with similar names. But uh, thank you for listening to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. And pretty much as always, your co-host of the Strictly Hoop Talk podcast, damn near 
my guy Akil. Follow him on Twitter at AkilHH. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RealChrisPlatty. And if you heard me say Strictly Hip Hop, then um, use that to check out my Strictly Hip Hop podcast. It's on the same feed, so chances are you already know it exists. And um, so it's on it's on Apple Podcasts and on Podbean. Go listen to it there. Um, I just dropped an interview with Peter Rosenberg. Uh, if you're in hip hop, you know. Oh yeah, that was a dope interview. Peter by Rosenberg. the way. Oh, you listen to that? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Um, you know, not just with Peter being my idol, but just uh, he gave some awesome gems in there. Um, he really did, and uh, it was funny. He was like so out of breath that entire interview. I don't know if you caught that, but he was like he was like breathing so heavily throughout the whole interview because he was like running from his apart from work to his apartment. Yeah, you told me you texted me about that yeah. or something. I don't know. So yeah, it was uh it was funny, but um yeah, so right. go check that out. Uh, check out uh, Akil and I are dropping a Cardi review album soon, so check fire. That out. Um, that's fire. That's a fire fire uh podcast and album. So um so go check that out. Yeah, go and, support Cardi, man. Uh, what? Go support Cardi. Show her some love. Yeah, go support Cardi too. Show her some love. Alright, Akil, as <laughs> you said, um, you'll be back for some for some more round two stuff in a couple of games. We'll let these series play out and see just how wrong or right we were. Yeah. Yeah, man. Alright, see ya. See ya, man.